That'll do it. The game may be over, but our coverage of Utah Jazz basketball is just beginning. That kid is on fire on catch-and-shoot threes right now. This is Utah Jazz Game Night Post Game Show. Bounces to Gobert, and he rocks the pass Presented by both Mark Miller Subaru locations. Go where love takes you in the completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Now, it's time for a complete wrap of tonight's Utah Jazz game on the Utah Jazz Radio Network. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only, um, excuse me, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. The Jazz beat the Wizards tonight, 129-119. to 119. Jake Scott, Coach Gordon Chiesa with you. Let's uh, check out your assist feature. Proudly sponsored by Larry H. Miller Dealerships throughout the Utah Jazz season. Larry H. Miller Dealerships is donating $50 for each assist to Larry H. Miller Charities. We are driven by you tonight. Uh, a good assist night for the Jazz coach. 23 assists on 44 made field goals. They were led by Mike Conley and Joe Ingles, who both had six assists apiece. And, uh, you know, others, Donovan Mitchell added three. Bogdanovich uh, added three. Royce O'Neal with two. Jordan Clarkson with a couple of assists as well. But it did feel, and we talked a lot about this during the pregame, Coach, but it did feel like they were moving the ball better and getting back to kind of that swing-swing style that the Jazz want to play. Very much. Also, that ball transfer was able for the Jazz to catch the ball in rhythm to make plays, whether the hard drive to the basket a la Jordan Clarkson or the dribble penetration, kick it out to the corner to George Nang or Boyan Madanovich or Joe Ingles. It all starts with the this, Jake, the spirit of the ball. When you when you shoot the ball well, most times it starts with ball movement. The ball at energy, thus the jazz shooter had had what? Electricity. Energy, electricity. All right, let's throw things back down to the locker room where Tony Parks is standing by with both Donovan Mitchell and Royce O'Neal. Uh, for sure, but um, like I like I told Kristen before, you know this is I don't I don't mean to how do I say this I don't mean to sound like you know bad bad news here coming Royce, <laughs> uh, but like you know it's, it's one win you know we we got a big stretch coming up and we got to stay we got to stay locked in we can't take these these games for granted we kind of behind the eight ball from All Star break you know it feels good to get this win but um, can't be satisfied I'm, I think we're focused on the trip Royce do you echo that. I don't even remember what he said, but nah, <laughs> but nah, nah, he's right. We just got to keep building on this one. You know, from the last one, last game we had, you know, I think we pick it up defensively. This game, you know, it carried over and we just got to continue to build. Winning is one thing. Of the first three quarters where, I guess, before you started pulling away there in the third. Staying with it. You know, obviously we, we played, we had great, we, we did a lot of good things, but just staying with it, continuing to find ways to build. You know, it's not always going to be perfect. You know, you can't just come in here and think you're going to, you know, win by whatever amount uh, whatever amount so like for us just continuing to stay with it and you know they made a push they made a few runs but we you know we didn't get too down ourselves and we continue to fight winning a step forward for you guys on the defensive end and if so what ways uh yeah i mean definitely uh you know starting with myself on the ball or diamond or you know mike and then you know you guarded well today i mean but uh and then rudy you know anchoring us back there, you know, him talking to us and then, you know, everybody that came into the game and carrying over. So I think, you know, this next game's... Sound like George, right? But yeah, we just got to build on it. 
yeah. if you'd missed eight in a row and then it, then you had a spurt in a, just a few seconds you scored ten in a row. I mean what was what what flipped the switch? Um what was the difference? <laughs> Honestly, I think the biggest thing is just like, you know, just wanting to win, you know, go out there and make plays. You know, I'm not really, like I said, I didn't know that until you, until you told me. Just going out there and just trying you to be did, aggressive. You knew that. I didn't. I didn't. Uh, this one, just short memory. Just keep shooting. Um, but not just going out there and just continuing to, 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 to be aggressive, you know, not really worry about, you know, what happens. You know, just trying to find a way to win and uh, make the winning plays. Is this for a trip coming at a good time for you guys being on the road, getting to get time together? Um, I think so. But I think the biggest thing, you know, it doesn't matter how much time we spend or whatever, we got to go out there and do it we got we got to go out there and, and really lock in you know like I said um just going out there and, and competing you know like I said I don't mean to sound like you know uh not happy but like I'm happy with the win but we really gotta we're, like I said we're behind the eight ball this is a big road trip coming up you know and we gotta be able to stay locked in and stay focused and not taking these teams lightly winning is, is one thing but how how much do you guys feel like you were able to get back to who you Sorry, are I missed everything you just said oh, no, <laughs> winning is one thing and I know George is singing back there but uh winning is one thing but getting back to who you are yeah. what were the moments tonight where you started to recognize that and then start to feel good about that. Honestly, his his defensive play um, was one of the bigger moments that stand out right away. You know, just being able to have each other's back. You know, like you know, yeah, he got an amazing block, but just the thought process of being there. You know, having each other's back through a mistake. It was Mike. It wasn't George, by the way. He was yelling. Um, so yeah, I mean, Mike had a great play too when he dove. Yeah, on the dove ball. on the floor like. You know. <clears throat> what is What's up, Donovan? What was hey, you was singing on? back there? Huh? He was in your bag, huh? What was going on with you in the crowd in the fourth quarter? It was almost like you showing them how much you appreciate them like, for sticking with you. Yeah, like just come on. Like you know, that's kind of what I was saying. Like all right, we, we're gonna, like I said, we're gonna we're gonna figure this out. You know, we're not gonna just sit here and you know fall. You know, and obviously it's this rough stretch, but you know, for them to, you know, we, we I'm not gonna lie, we hear you know the crowd kind of saying like, come on, we got you. Like even like defense, like just little things. Like we really appreciate that. So it was just like you know, finally hard work, you know, paying off us going out there, putting the fourth effort, and the crowd putting off the fourth effort as well. Royce, what was that little stretch you playing? It was the stretch where you got the block. Is it playing the five? What, what was that? I mean, yeah, I was five. Versatile. <laughs> no, one through five. I had to ch in, uh, channel my inner Rudy, you know. But uh, <laughs> but now uh, I mean, uh, you know, they switched up and line up, and then coach, you know, put me in as a five, you know, so we can all, you know, adjust. And then you know, I just made a play, you know, helped Joe out, uh, got a block, got the stop, so the crowd fed off off our energy. Can you tell us exactly what you saw on that play? Uh, I mean, me and Joe got this connection on the court. Joe and I, it's part of grammar. <laughs> me and Joe got this connection on the court where, uh, you know, he was like, I'm not giving up the three and I'm going to make him drive into you. And then I was like, all right, I'm going to come help side. And I just got the block, you know, made a great play. Did you know he was Dean's list in college? You, I didn't know that. He For just sure. made that grammar mistake. I That's sure terrible. did. Come on. Are we still in school? I'm just saying. Are we still in school? Like, Are we still know, in school? Made the Dean's list. Right. And you said Joe and me. Yeah, whatever. It's like they're great. <laughs> Thanks, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> guys, that's Royce O'Neal and Donovan Mitchell. Let's go back Thanks, to you. Thank you very much, Tony. Donovan tonight, Coach, 30 points once again, 9 of 21 shooting. He was 4 of 6 from 3, 8 of 10 from the line. He had 8 boards and 3 assists. And you heard him talk a lot about Royce O'Neal and Royce's defense. And that, after all, is probably the biggest reason Royce is back in the starting lineup. But O'Neal finished with 8 points, 2 of 5 shooting. He had 7 boards and two assists. He had a steal and a block, and of course that chase down block, a huge play uh, in the game. So both Royce and Donovan there having nice games tonight. Both those guys, uh, 
cyclone in motion where they really were uh, active on both sides of the, of the floor, and they play off each other. And that block that Royce made was a, a hustle play where he timed it perfectly. And those are the plays where momentum changes, where uh, you take you erase, you erase a, uh, an opponent's uh, easy two-point shot, you knock it away, and then suddenly you come down, and the ball always finds an open player either for a, a, a running layup or a rhythm three. And those hustle plays really uh, enhance everybody. They, they're, they're, they change momentum. Those flash points, when the Jazz score, the Jazz play defense, the, the, I call it flashpoint scoring, where it starts on defense and the flashing of everybody, movement, now is all coordinated as one, and they're all connected in transition. All right, let's throw things back down to the locker room. Tony Park standing by with Rudy Gobert. Huh? Play some defense. Yeah. Uh, I like the way we, the way we're focused, you know, in the game. I think we the turnovers hurt us, but I think it doesn't sum up the the way we play defense tonight. I think uh, we did a way better job than we did the last few weeks, and uh, there's still a lot of mistakes. So we just gotta keep, you know, keep working, keep watching film, uh, and keep finding our, our identity back. The team tonight, also the 50-50 balls. Um, you guys were yeah. really active tonight. I think that was the key, you know, getting all those 50-50 balls, all the, the, the long rebounds and, you know, the, those balls that we got. I think that's why we won the game. You know, those guys made a, I mean, obviously, Bradley Beer, but all those guys, like, they made a lot of shots. And, uh, you know, I think if you don't get those loose balls, you probably get in the position when we can maybe lose the game. So it, it was huge. How much you During that stint where he was... Uh, playing the small ball five and he got the weak side block on, on Beal that he was channeling his inner Rudy. How would you assess uh, his, his play at center tonight? It was great. It was great. He, he got the rebounds when we needed them and uh, he got a huge block when we needed it. So that's proud of him. What about that three-pointer? Tony? Yeah. Yeah. That, was, that was great. <laughs> that was great because nobody expected it, but he, he works on it. So he, he's a good shooter. How do you balance the idea of you guys broke the lo- you snapped the losing streak, but it is just one game and it's just one game at a time. You know, I think people overreact to losing, winning. Uh, the, the most important thing is to keep getting better. Uh, sometimes you win game that you don't deserve to win, and sometimes you lose game that you deserve to win. You know what I mean? So it's all about the way you lose and the way you win, and it's all about where we're gonna be uh, when the playoff comes. But we gotta. We got a big road trip coming up, and we got to keep getting better and and find our defense back, and the race is gonna take care of itself. What do you think about this upcoming road trip and the timing of it? I just think it's a it's a good opportunity for us to get on the road, uh, kind of like find ourselves as a group again, and you know we got a we got a lot of opportunities. We just gotta keep getting better and get those wins one at a time. You guys were talking the last few days about the process needed to be focused on even maybe more so than the results. What was focused on most in the process to try and build and develop back to who you guys are? The defense. I mean, we know that offensively we just need two things. We just need to share the ball and, and attack the basket. And defensively, you know, we, we need to be on the same page. And, you know, it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of focus and energy and when our focus is on the defensive end, you know, we we able to, to get a lot of easy stuff offensively and you know and the, for the other teams it's the opposite. They don't get anything easy and everything gets hard for them. And that's why we've been 
pretty good the last few years, and we will take it to the next level this year. The Wizards were obviously doing quite a bit to keep you from rolling to the rim, but you had that stretch in the third quarter where you scored seven points. Can you talk about uh, what changed for the offense as a whole during that time? Uh, I mean, we moved the ball. We moved the ball more. Uh, I got a few plays that have been called for me, and uh, my teammates did a good job passing me the ball. And I got a few rebounds too. And you know, I think uh, I think I should dominate like at least like that every game. You know, I got keep doing what I do, and you know, when when the ball finds me, I got to finish strong. Guys, that's Rudy Thanks, Gobert. Rudy. Let's go back to you. Thank you very much, Tony. Rudy, tonight, uh, nine points. He also added nine rebounds, three steals, and four block shots as he was uh, very active. And, of course, Rudy is your master of the glass tonight, brought to you by Safe Light Auto Glass, the local vehicle glass expert. Proud to be the preferred auto glass partner of the Utah Jazz. Safe Light Auto Glass is also proud to present this year's Master of the Glass rebound program. At the end of the regular season, Safe Light will donate $5 for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader with all proceeds uh, benefiting the neighborhood house and Rudy found a way to be effective. I know defenses are changing the way they're playing Rudy, making it more difficult for him to get those lobs, but Rudy found a way to affect the game in many different ways tonight, Coach. And as far as being a rim runner, uh, in that third quarter, they changed the coverage and Rudy was able to, the ball, what happened, the ball didn't go directly from the, the original passer to Rudy uh, uh, Roland. The ball went from the original passer to the wing to over and in. So they changed the angle of it, that extra a half a swing pass to over and in. That gave Rudy an extra step as far as getting his shoulder into the help co- uh, coverage and created a target. And so it, it wasn't directly, it was semi-directly, and that, that angle change was absolutely critical. Rudy played scrappy tonight. He was on the boards. He was rebounding. He was blocking shots. And generally speaking, he was the loudest talker on the court. When you're the back defensive player, usually speaking, you should be the maestro defensively with the loudest voice. And a lot, often, Jake, uh, in, re- in real society, the loudest voice isn't always uh, isn't always correct. But in basketball, you're the loudest voice. You see the play happening. That was Rudy Gobert. You're able to balk out the coverages and help your teammates be more alert. And that was Rudy. Last point about that as far as he goes four for four, Jake. But a lot of it was what? Off two-footed baskets. Rudy gets in trouble when he shoots only one-legged. He gets bumped off balance. When he goes off two feet on a power hop step, he's able to uh, 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 attack the rim and absorb the contact and go through it. The Jets ran a back screen rip action for him, and he was able to catch the ball, two-fit finish, dead uh, right at the rim, and that was uh, perfect to get himself going. You mentioned uh, Rudy uh, being a talker on defense. You heard uh, Royce O'Neal uh, acknowledge that that, uh, Ro- that uh, Rudy was talking. And it's one thing that Rudy's been frustrated with. He says that you're not communicating. And and I think he's referring to a lot of that when he's kind of pulling the strings on that defense. He needs guys to listen and trust Oh, very much, Jake. So, like any any part, you have to trust your teammates and those floor mates that you play with. They have to uh, have a, a high level of trust that if I give help defense, you're going to help me as far as uh, the next rotation. Versus, I give help, I try to scramble back to my own man, and it's too late. They they throw a direct pass to my man. Then people think that that I'm lagging. I tried to help and recover, but please help me. And as I always say in basketball, help somebody because he's your floor mate. 
and he is your born again brother. And like brothers, you want to you want to have everybody be connected, and that's jazz basketball. When the Jazz are good, they play help to help your defense. All right, let's throw things back down to the locker room. Keeping Tony busy tonight, he's standing by with Mike Conley. How did that? Do you feel like that affected you at all during that time? Were you reading like how people were saying it on, on that day? I know it's kind of yeah. a weird. It was no. like kind of a big deal on social. And I don't yeah, no, I uh, I know what everybody says. You know whether I read it directly or um, you know, I got a lot of people who follow people and they tell me everything. So it's kind of hard to escape it. So um, it, it's unfortunate, you know, that it happened the way it did and, you know, the, the perception that it, you know, kind of puts on me. So, um, but at the end of the day, man, I, you know, I'm an adult, I'm grown. I, I got kids to worry about. I'm worried about other things. So like, that is, that's the least of my worries as far as coming back to perform for the team. I'm just trying to do whatever I can to win. I'm curious, just, I mean, from a, a ball movement point of view, trying to fit in and, like, you play a few minutes with the second unit tonight, first unit tonight. I mean, you're trying to – do you feel like you're making progress in terms of, like, where guys need the ball and that kind of stuff? Well, yeah, you know, I, I think, you know, just understanding when I'll have the ball and, and not have the ball has been um, kind of the learning curve. <clears throat> Because um, a lot of times I'm used to getting the outlets and you know having it, and I mean, there's times where I just I won't get it. And I have to run the corner. And I have to realize when those times are. Um, but when I kind of get subbed out, in and out with different lineups, you know, it kind of I kind of get that switch turned on on which when I'm start having the ball in my hand and getting pick and rolls and you know make plays and find guys. So um, it's getting better, and I'm just excited. You know, the way that we played the night and things that we were able to do, the way the ball movement was, is exactly how we. You know we should be playing. Kind of a similar question defensively for you. What like, how do you feel you're fitting in, and how's that kind of changing throughout the course of the year? Uh, I think I'm fitting in. It's it's, it's different because I've you know the, we've kind of cross matched a lot of times, and so like I'm guarding different positions and I'm having to box out or like I'm down low a lot and I'm shifting over to block a guy and stuff. So like, kind of in different positions. So like. Um, which I'm more used to being in pick and rolls and having to guard that. So just trying to get used to all that, and I think that I'm doing a better and better job of it. And um, I think the more we just continue to, to build and continue to play, and the more I play with the guys, um, it'll just become more comfortable. You had really good habits in Memphis. You come here, different good habits that you have to play with. And which, which of those habits do you feel like have come along easier for you, and which ones are still a work in progress? Um, I think the biggest one is... Kind of like our, what we call our cycle of help, and like how far you're supposed to come over to help for guys driving. I'm so used to like, like not letting anybody get in the paint. So like drive, and they drive. I help at the at the nail, at the free throw line, and I get back out to my man. But like here we have Rudy, and it's like we're taught to kind of drift away and let Rudy kind of handle all that. And I get caught like diving in to help, and so I'm messing up the next guy because they're they're me having to help on my guy and all this. So. Um, just like those small things of like I'm just helping too much sometimes and making myself out of position uh, when I don't need to and uh, and I think the more and more I just continue to play and get used to being out there with them and um, and and learning uh, I think it'll be easier because after 13 years of closing all the way <laughs> yeah now it has to feel very unnatural to do what you're trying to do it does like I go home and I watch the film and I'll send text messages to Lamar and the assistants and I'll be like are you sure I'm not supposed to help right here I'll pause it and I'll be like there's literally nobody else to help and they're like no you're not supposed to go I'm like I, I don't understand that like I'm just just so confused but um you know I'm, I'm trying and uh 
I think it's getting better, and I think each game I'm just, you know, feeling more comfortable. Guys, that's Mike Conley. Let's go back to you. Thank you, uh, Tony. Mike Conley was very good tonight. Uh, he had 16 points, 5 of 11 shooting, 6 assists, and 5 rebounds. And uh, talk a little bit about what he was referring to there defensively and maybe how you know things can, can differ from team to team and uh, how it takes some time to kind of understand those things. Very much so. Michael's talking about the cycle of help where you, there's a penetration on your own ball side and your natural instinct is to try to get your body in front of the dribbler and then there'll be another pl- person rotating out to the corner to take your man. In Jazz Basketball, because of Rudy uh, Gobert's uh, brilliance as far as being a shot blocker and a shot uh, alternator, is that he's able to, um, you give a quasi help where it's really stunt help to go back to the original man. So there's less rotating players and you're trying to funnel the dribbler into Rudy Gobert or Tony Bradley. Tony's a, a charge taker. Rudy's a shot blocker. So it's different. And it's all about the angles and it's all about uh, giving stunt help versus full help. It's uh, Most teams play the way Michael Conley uh, played at Memphis where they give uh, rotation help and Jazz Basketball because Rudy is a, a special defensive player of the year that the Jazz try to give limited help to challenge the corner, the corner three or the quite uh, the high the hydra three as far as the the arc three. So it's it's different. Mike Conley also added to this is that um, when he passes the ball on time on target, it helps his teammates. So you get the feeling that when he penetrates and kicks it out to the corner, he really enhances Joe Ingles and uh, Boyan Bondanovich's three point game. So they need Mike Conley to to keep penetrating uh, as far as uh, with the angle and kick it out to the corner to help those guys get shots. Uh, I call ball happiness. Is that when that ball's happy, the shooters are happy. All right, we want to remind you to go where love takes you in the all-new, completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Your final Jazz beat the Wizards tonight, 129-119. to We'll get uh, Coach Chiesa's final thoughts coming up right around the corner right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Game night post game show right here on the Jazz Radio Network brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation free Subaru retailer. Your final, the Jazz snapped their four game losing streak. They beat the Washington Wizards here at Vivint Smart Home Arena 129 to 119 behind 30 points from Donovan Mitchell. He had eight boards and three assists as well. Boyan Bogdanovich with 21, Jordan Clarkson with 20 coming off the bench. Bradley Beal for the Wizards had 42 points on 17 of 33 shooting. He also added uh, 10 assists five rebounds and a couple of steals and uh, I don't want to say that Bradley Beal is a one-man team because there's a couple other pieces uh, coach that have some potential on this Wizards team but I'll tell you what he's basically a one-man show yes very much and he has to do that because his team has a hard time scoring he he plays to win and so his, his shot selection is relatively good for a guy that that's has a level of frustration because let's not let's not forget he is a, a prideful player and his team right now isn't winning with a, based on their talent roster but also because of the injury to John Wall so it's frustrating so I give him a lot of credit that he competes and he he's focused so his 42 points tonight it was uh, it was a uh, not it was really driven to try to win the game for his team not to be um, selfish himself trying to score. 
So let's take a look at this next stretch of games, Coach, because the Jazz schedule down the stretch is not easy. However, three out of these next four games on this Eastern Conference road swing are against non-playoff teams that should be very winnable games for this Utah Jazz team. It starts Monday on the road in Cleveland against the Cavs, and they've got a game Wednesday at New York. The Toughie will be Friday uh, night where uh, they'll be at Boston and then uh, wrap up the road trip on the second night of a back-to-back on Saturday at Detroit. But let's uh, let's start with Cleveland, Coach. Uh, this should be a good opportunity for the Jazz to take this kind of renewed confidence in tonight's win and add to it. Very much. The Cavs lost tonight to the uh, Pelicans on the road, 116-104. Their record at home, Jake, is 9-22. So it's not earth-shattering. So they've shown that they have a difficult time of winning at home. Just some quick metrics. Oh, by the way, the Cavaliers are... commit the most turnovers per game in the NBA, 16.6. They... They're less in the NBA, Jake, in field goal percentage defense at 49.9%. So the Jazz played tonight the Wizards, who are 29th. These guys are a 30th. And the the, ca- the Cavs uh, the Cavs are th- uh, 30th in shot blocking, only averaging 3.3 blocks per game. So if you drive the lane, you can score. And the, uh, if, you, if you play really solid defense and be physical, the chances of the Cavs uh, of, of, of turning it over are very high. Now, they got a coaching change, which helped them. David Biggestad right now is 3-2 and two as far as a coach. Some quick numbers as far as their star players. We all know about Kevin Love. 17.4 points per game, 9.7 rebounds. But this young fella, Colin Sexton, the second-year player, point guard, averaging 19.9 points per game, 37.2 from three, and he's really a solid player. Jazz fans, Dante Exum will not play. I know it's his familiar tune, but he has a severe sprained ankle, the left ankle. He's not going to play. And remember that trade on December 24th for the Jazz, where the Jazz moved on Dante Exum to the Cavaliers, and the Jazz got in return Jordan Clarkson. Christmas was celebrated uh, on the eve. Real quick question for you, Coach, and this is just a curiosity thing, and then we'll uh, we'll wrap things up and get your final thoughts. But uh, you mentioned the coaching change and Bickerstaff now at the helm. Beeline uh, made it just over half a season, and he he's the next in the long line of collegiate coach, coaches who've struggled to make the transition to the NBA. Now, it, that's not hard and fast because Brad Stevens has done a nice job. Billy Donovan's still coaching uh, in Oklahoma City. I mean, there are certainly examples of college coaches going to the NBA, but I mean, think Patino, Calipari, uh, you know, Beeline, who who was great at Michigan. I mean, these guys could not make that uh, that that jump to the NBA. Why do you think coaches, sometimes really good college coaches, why do you think they struggle at that? The length of the season is that you have to pace yourself. Now, you, you, you work hard, but you have to work smart. That there's so many practices and so many plane rides above sea level at 33,000 feet. And so they're the mental part of it. And a lot of time coaches, the college coaches, when they get to the pros, they don't realize it's such a long season and you can't wear out mentally. And so it's that unbelievable balancing act of really uh, having sharp practices. And if you're a young team, that you do have to practice because you don't get better without being actually on the court and playing the game. But it's the grind of it. And it's how you correct players' mistakes, where it can't be a love fest, but you have to understand that when you have a young team, there's an element of what? Where you need patience. And a lot of times the college coaches, they coach the... Also, these guys are men. It's a big difference being 19 years old, which I know some young young players are, and being, what, age 29. Yeah. And so a lot of times on, on T 
teams. There's a, there's a generation gap, Jake, within uh, within uh, teammates. Oh, by the way, I'm 34 years old, and this young fellow is 19. Wow, this guy really acts differently than I do. <laughs> All right, Coach, give us a few final thoughts uh, from this one before we put this Wizards game behind us. The Jazz bench was havoc makers. Those guys played unbelievable as a unit. The Jazz were physical without crazy fouling, and Donovan Mitchell was brilliant on both sides of the ball as a shot maker, passer, rebounder, and you get the feeling that he refused to allow his team to lose by his fourth quarter exploits, and Joe Ingles off the bench was tremendous as far as moving the ball and making his floor mates better. Yeah, this was Joe's best game for a while. He, he played really, really well, no doubt about it. All right, uh, with that, uh, we want to say big thanks to Lock and Boone, calling all the action tonight. Great job from them. Thanks to Tony Parks doing the locker room and the sidelines. Thanks to broadcast assistants. Thanks to Adrian Leiser, executive producer of Jazz Game Night. Thanks to Mark Miller Subaru, title sponsor of the post game. I uh, want to remind you to go where love takes you in the all-new, completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now, Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. And, of course, Coach, thank you. It's always fun hanging out with you. Jake, thank you. My pleasure. Final tonight, the Jazz beat the Wizards 129-119. to 119. Next game, the Jazz will be in Cleveland Monday night to take on the Cavs. That game will tip off at 5 o'clock. Pre-game coverage begins at 4. And, of course, you'll hear it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network.